So yeah, uh, I'm Gilda. And I'm Steph. And you're listening to Saturday Night High, the podcast where we get stoned, and in Gilda's case, tonight stoned and a little bit wine drunk, um, and talk about Saturday Night Live. And tonight's a classic episode. Yes, this is season one, episode 22, which aired May 29th, 1976. The host was Elliot Gould, who is hosting for a second time. Good for him. Um, The musical guest was Leon Redbone, who was musical guesting a second time, right? Yes. Good for him. Yeah. We got to the second performance and I'm like, wait a minute. We've seen this dude in a tuba before. I I am not going crazy. I swear to God. So I control left it on Wikipedia and yes. (laughs) Also, I have an article from the Washington Post on Chevy Chase that I really think you should read. Ooh, like from when? 2018. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stop shitting on him as much. What? Oh my gosh, I need to read. Wait, get... ah, should I read it before we do this? I think so. <laughs> well, at least I, I mean, I don't know. It's just like I read it and I was like, oh fuck, because, and this can get caught, I don't care, but I remember watching the 2014, the, or I guess it was in 2015, the 40th anniversary episode. And they did this red carpet thing beforehand and Chevy Chase. Everybody was like, what the fuck? He is so huge. He's bloated. He seems drunk. He seems like he's out of fucking control. And yeah, really, just really a really sad story. That sucks. And so it's like, I understand his brand of comedy a bit more now and I kind of feel bad that I've shat on him for the entire first season because I'm like oh I see I kind of see where he's coming from now okay so the charming asshole is like you know that's his shtick and yeah yeah no I do see that it is definitely helpful to know uh although at the same time everyone does have their trauma (laughs) yeah yeah they do and trauma you know I'm not generally you know an asshole to people and i've had yeah we yeah anyway trauma doesn't need to make you an asshole is the is the bottom line there yeah so leon redbone he was previously a musical guest on the 15th episode of this season which was hosted by jill clayberg just for factual you know just throwing that out there and then oh there was also musical performances by harlan collins and joyce everson yes they kind of popped off together i liked that little yeah. whatever that was um but anyway going into the cold open it was a wax museum situation uh with four of the cast members as wax figures and a tourist uh gallery viewer. i don't know what the hell you are when you're in a wax museum visitor um, a wax museum yeah visitor is Chevy Chase (laughs) and he's just acting all weird with the wax I mean he's wearing like the stereotypical brown coat of the flasher and it's like okay so he's clearly going to be doing things to the wax figures and he's like walking around them and getting all gross with them and he gets over to Gilda Radner who's like in a platinum blonde wig and a banging dress like she looked good 
Um, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I was just like, damn, girl. Out of nowhere. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and he gets very close to her and he's like mimicking playing with her boobs and he gets his head up around her and she slaps him. And he's like, wait, what the hell? And then he slaps her back. And then she slaps him hard enough that he goes absolutely flying off the stage and into the crowd and live from New York at Saturday night. I liked the spin on it that was, um, it's Gilda pushing him this week. Yeah, it it was last week. It was Lorraine Newman yanking a crutch. This week it was Gilda Radner slapping him off the stage. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, And then we went into... uh, the monologue or Elliot Gold's monologue which was essentially just him singing anything goes uh and I mean he did that really well like he, he went all out with his performance you know he did and we'd seen him singing and dancing in the first time he hosted and at that point it was pretty early on I can't remember Elliot Gold what was the first episode he hosted episode nine and that was when they were still like kind of I mean, they're still figuring things out, but that's when they were still really figuring things out. And like we saw him singing and dancing in episode nine in the monologue and it was like, okay, weird. This time I was like, all right, cool. This is his thing, but he he killed it. I was like, damn, like that was a good opening to the show. I'm ready to go. And yeah. Yeah, it was actually a really good opening. And then they followed up this good opening with a replay of uh that ad for the abc marketing school whatever the fuck it was like weeks ago come learn how to answer phones yeah it was like from the second or third episode like that was early and it was like okay mojo slowed like what the fuck i excuse me i get that like yeah fine maybe they ran under and they had to replay but there were so many fucking replays in this episode too many for my tastes yep And then we went into a sketch that was like old-timey New Orleans gambling. And Dan Aykroyd was playing Mr. Russo and his assistant slash val... Let's say valet was uh, Johnny Garrett Morris. And they're welcoming like another professional gambler and his translator. The professional gambler was Chevy Chase and the translator was Elliot Gould. And I guess the joke is that Chevy Chase is the best card player, but he's openly cheating and it's quote unquote based on the rules in Europe. And Dan Aykroyd's just like, oh, cool. I don't know European rules. Like, you know, that's fine by me. And Chevy Chase keeps taking this man's money for like, oh, I'm going to look at your cards. And then it's courtesy to give me a stack of money. And he's speaking this like faux Spanish and straight up stealing Dan Aykroyd's shit. And then he's like, oh, I'd like to meet your wife immediately. And when Dan Aykroyd's like, oh, yeah, no, she died a long time ago. They're like, oh, cool. We got to get out of here. And it's like, okay, so the con was to steal his money, fuck his wife, and leave. And as they're leaving the room, they're like, and throughout this whole sketch, Garrett Morris is trying, he's like going to Dan Aykroyd. He's like, yo, like, they are conning you. They're just like, you know, they're busting your chops. What the hell? He's like, no, no, just go get me more. Go get me more money for this. And as they're leaving, they're like taking the candelabras and the candlesticks and Chevy Chase turns around after speaking faux Spanish this entire sketch. He turns around and he's like, so long. Thanks a lot. 
And it was actually really funny. Like I was like the, it was, a, it was actual acting that went into this sketch and it was like a little mini play. And again, I know there are sketches like that in early SNL, but this was the first one that was like, oh, this is original. This is something different. This isn't a repeat character. This isn't a samurai futaba, you know, anyway. Yeah, I noticed that that Garrett Morris joke where he, or the, it was that one line where he said, they're busting your chops. That in particular got a lot of like applause and like laughter from the audience. Like people were just laughing and yeah. enjoying this sketch. Um, it was, it was fun. Although I did think it went on a little bit too long, which to yeah. me felt like, I don't know, it was like a boys club situation in this episode, you know? Yeah. There. It was, uh, it was very male dominant tonight. And not that, I mean, I don't want to say it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it was just very noticeable. It was just like dudes all over the place. Yeah. The next sketch though, wasn't dudes. It was uh, just Gilda and Lorraine and their sisters um, because this is a PSA for the National Uvula Association. So I don't know why I explained this backwards. Let me know why I did that. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, just the PSA and uh, yeah, no, actually, can you explain it? Because not that gets to explaining time. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I honestly don't know if this was like a play on like people confusing uvula and vulva or if it was literally just a uvula joke. Um, I think it was literally just uvula. I didn't okay. get the vulva. Okay, no, and that's like, fine. Vibe. <laughs> it was, so this was a public service announcement from the National Uvula Association and Gilda Radner's sick and Lorraine Newman's like, I called the doctor for you. We have uvula doctors on call. And Chevy Chase shows up, he's the doctor, and he like puts something to her cheek and Gilda Radner's like, <clears throat> it was really cute. It was very funny. Um, but yeah, it was just very, I don't know if, I, I, I don't know, it was funny, it was random, but it was cute. It was random, I also thought cute. I thought it had the same vibe as like when you're in high school and they tell you to make a PSA for health class. I don't know if that's a universal experience in American education, but for me, that's something that happened. Wow. <laughs> Lucky we had to make shit like that. We had to make period charts. That sounds like a horoscope chart, but less fun. Uh, we had our first performance by Leon Redbone and he performed Shine On Harvest Moon and I, his voice is nice and smooth and I like it and it was a solid performance. It was very 70s, very cool. Yes, it was great. It was very 70s. Um, speaking of very 70s, uh, the next sketch was, okay, first of all, the sketch was written by Michael O'Donoghue which surprised me uh, because I first thought it was kind of a cool sketch. I thought it was kind of a cool sketch. Yeah. It was like Star Trek um, and it was John Belushi and, Jeff, and Chevy Chase on the Enterprise. Uh, and they see this vehicle coming towards them in space and it's a car. 
and they learn it's the car of an NBC executive, which to them is very confusing because they, they just don't understand what any of that means, you know? Um, and basically this whole sketch is about them learning that their show has been canceled. It was a little bit meta. It was pretty cool. Yeah. This is probably the first thing that Michael O'Donoghue has done on the show that I'm like, you know what? That clicked. That was good. I, yeah, I mean, John Belushi played Kirk, Chevy Chase played Spock. And as the sketch goes on, Elliot Gould shows up. He's from the car. It was like a 1968 Impala or Mercury or something of the sort. But the cast is having a hard time accepting that they've been canceled. And they're like, set your stunners to fire. And they're not real guns. And it was just, yeah, it was, I, my favorite part of the sketch was Chevy Chase throwing a tantrum, shouting, I want my ears after Elliot Gould had yanked off his like Spock ears and tossed them. I, I was like, what the fuck? This is hilarious. You never see Chevy Chase acting as anything other than like Chevy Chase or doing an impression. So like seeing him just like get into a character was kind of fun. Yeah, and like John Belushi too. I mean, he's always getting into character, but he right. got into character pretty well here. Um, and that was kind of like <clears throat> that was at the end of the sketch when like he was freaking out, and a guy I don't, I don't know who it was. I'm just gonna say a guy walks by, and he's like, he calls him Shatner, and it's just like the whole thing kind of ends. It's kind of funny. Yeah. John Belushi there was like a mini monologue he was sitting in a he was sitting in his captain's chair but it was just like this janky office chair with cardboard propped up on the sides it was really funny like their prop department was stringing stuff together um yeah that sketch worked on all counts for me so woo, Michael O'Donoghue I guess yeah um the Muppets wrote in a letter (laughs) it was so weird it was like gilda radner was like oh the muppets are vacationing in england and they've traced their ancestry back to a felt factory in yorkshire and oh they're on their way to scotland to meet the loch Loch ness muppet and it was like what the fuck it was so weird it was so bizarre she was the perfect person to read it but i was like why why was this a thing like they're not coming back we know they're canceled yeah, it was just very strange that she was the perfect person to be reading that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we went into Weekend Update where Chevy Chase, everybody, I don't, I, okay, I don't want to sound terrible, but everyone looked like really sweaty and bloated tonight. I don't know if they like partied hard after the Emmys or what the fuck, but like everyone looked like they'd put on a little bit of weight, including Chevy Chase. Um but yeah, so anyway, we can... Well, not... Okay, this is this is going ahead a little bit, but definitely not Lorraine Newman. Oh my God, the short no. temple sketch. I was like, honey. Yeah, yeah, no, not her. She, yeah, no. There, there were some cast members that were very, very clearly losing weight, dangerously so. Um, but Weekend Update opens with Chevy Chase, and he's like, so what? Everybody makes noise. Who cares if you laugh? And I thought, I was just like, what the fuck? like you're not wrong but also laughing that'd be weird like laughing when you came i don't know yeah that would be weird you 
you'd have to have tickling involved maybe and if you get tickling involved I don't know then I don't know (laughs) yeah no I feel like laughing is never gonna end well like that's just gonna be like why are you laughing at me and that's that so anyway well I think like during sex could be fun well oh yeah no (laughs) laughing during sex would yeah that's great no that's fine sex should be fun you should laugh it's fucking weird um (laughs) if you don't feel comfortable enough to laugh with your partner when weird shit happens just now find someone else nope move on anyway um there was a joke about Fidel Castro pulling out of Angola and how Angola was frustrated and they couldn't be reached for comment. And I was like, okay, that's fucking funny. Yeah, that was a bit much of a joke for him to open this with, I thought. It was still like, goddamn, like, all right, I get it. (laughs) Yeah, that was sort of uh, the energy that Chevy Chase had throughout this whole weekend update. Uh, Because a lot happened, but I'm just gonna skip right the next thing that my mind remembers which was boobs um this <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden on the screen behind Chevy Chase is a boob and he like rushes over to cover the nipple and he's literally the censor for this image although I'm pretty sure I saw the whole thing oh yeah um and you know Chevy Chase says this a little bit I don't even remember what he was talking about to be honest no brain off boob on tv Um. (laughs) (laughs) i get it it was like it was a super hot woman and chevy chase was doing like random antics to make sure it was censored and i don't remember the joke i was too focused on both of them yeah and then when he finishes he sits down he goes well nobody really cares anymore well okay so that was there was a that was in reference to whatever picture they flashed up and it played so well in the audience and I have absolutely no fucking idea what it was in regards to because it's like the picture came on the screen and he's like and eh, nobody really cares anymore and that was that and everybody was like oh my god and I was like I don't get it I wasn't alive then so, oh like, that was like a separate joke I thought that was all one thing. No, that was, it was like they flashed a, it was like um, last week they talked about Frank Sinatra and his wife and like Chevy Chase got halfway through the joke and said, oh, nobody really cares anymore and put the paper down. And then when this picture flashed up, his reaction was nobody really cares anymore. And the crowd just like lost it. And I was like, well, damn, that was a hit. I don't get why, but sure. I kind of like that um the next highlight for me was there's a image behind him of a clans member clan member i don't know i said clans <laughs> i was thinking of the excellent film black clansman no anyways um <laughs> dude I saw that in the movie theater with Steve and my mother and there was a dude sitting. So like, you know how in movie theaters are fancy quote unquote movie theaters nowadays, they have like, they sell seats in like groupings of two. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's two, it's like a love seat that your arm goes up and you can snuggle with your person, whatever. Um, Oh my God. I would do that with, oh. (laughs) I, I know, I know. It's like, it's like, it's wonderful. It's amazing. But, um, yeah so Steve and I were in one love seat and my mother was in the next and 
there were probably only seven or eight other people in this movie theater and some random dude just like he had bought the ticket next to my mother but like why not buy one a few seats down or like you know even if you buy a seat next to someone and you see that like the six seats to your right are empty you move and we saw Black Klansman and this man was like muttering the whole fucking time. And this is like a year to the day of Charlottesville. And my mother was just like, oh, oh God, what, what is going on? Why is this man muttering? Like this is either really good or really bad. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, that's my Black Klansman anecdote. Next, sorry. <laughs> I've been doing housework oh. and drinking for like an hour. So, you know whoops that's wonderful mm-hmm. housework needs a little sunshine it a does sugar if you will I'm, I'm painting i'm doing dishes it's great oh wait did i i didn't even finish what i was saying <laughs> no you didn't sorry <laughs> sorry so there was a guy was like, in a okay, kkk uh, you said clansman and uh then i interrupted and started talking about a terrifying experience we had in the blankety blank blank movie theater and blank 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 so right 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 right. so we have this clan member clan clan man, clan on the screen i, I and... think clansman is the proper term there. okay oh, I, I, I like, just like no, no, no 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 like it's clansman like that is a t- that's what they're called that's why it was called black clansman they're called clansmen. Okay. Yeah, it's fucked, but that is what it is. So that clansman was up on that screen. Chevy Chase introduced him. He was like, he was like, went straight into it. And he said, Spiro Agnew. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, that was just, that was funny. That was good. Good on him. It was. And it was uh, talking about how Spiro Agnew had been invited to a Halloween party. And this was him before he picked the costume. It was like, nice call him out good yeah he does um he did this just in peter piper pecked up pecked up. like he does that <laughs> <laughs> that was cute i liked that it was so cute the next part was just like i can't even believe it got on television like yeah it was like okay it's clear what they're talking about and it's so funny what the what NBC standards and practices let on the show but blocked from the show like Dan Aykroyd couldn't put a pencil in his pants line when he was playing a plumber because that was too risque but the next part of Weekend Update which was Elliot Gould and Lorraine Newman in bed talking about the vibromatic was fine I it's baffling. <laughs> it is a little bit baffling, but yeah, that was the whole thing. It was another Dan Aykroyd commercial. Um, about food. Well, not about food. It was about something that's for women and vegetables. Well, correct. It was um, a. So it's a veg. Yeah, it's a vegetable slicer that can also enhance your time in bed and you can put veggies on it that will enhance your time in bed but you can also cut things for a salad when you're hungry in bed and need a snack but it was literally just a vibrator it was like a sawzall that had phallic shaped vegetables on the end of it 
and Lorraine Newman was like cuddling it and slapping it on her face. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, I, I was just like, I wasn't upset. I wasn't like scandalized by it, but I was just like, how was this on 76 TV? Also, I understand why all the young people were like, okay, this is now my new favorite show. Yeah, that's, that was really just a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, there's always something crazy happening in Weekend Update, I feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because I was sort of buried in the midst of all the other Weekend Update stuff. I would say Weekend um, Update was all over the fucking place this week. Yeah. They had an editorial reply uh, about the over-commercialization of the American Bicentennial and um, Jane Curtin, I think, mm-hmm. was the the person replying. And- I think her name was Miss Audrey Pierce Dickman. Was <laughs> Yeah. I wrote that down because it made me giggle when Chevy Chase inter- introduced it. It was like, okay. <laughs> they wrote that so they could say the word dick on air. Oh my god, I, I can't hear Pierce Dickman without thinking about that one man I know who has a Prince Albert. You know someone with a Prince Albert? N- well, I didn't see it, but I know that he has it. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just another one of those situations where the conservative or, or more conservative woman was talking and Charlie Chase was sort of you know mocking her making faces pulling his tongue out and she'd like look to him and he'd play it straight and then he'd go right back to it which honestly this one i didn't mind i was like mm-hmm, sure do it and i thought some of the like faces that he made were particularly funny i also liked the sort of transitions that he made from like doing these faces into trying to look normal for her um like he pulled his lips back and then he did like just touching his whole jaw (laughs) (laughs) and it's such a shame that like chevy chase is starting to work and we're coming into his final episodes like he leaves partway through season two he like makes a few appearances but not really i guess i don't really know um yeah and then we had news for emily latella fans which was so cute because instead of saying our top story she says our flop story and <laughs> he tries to correct her and she she goes what cheddar chase it was cute it was so cute i was like oh my god i love it that they was i i uh this weekend update was all over the place but like so many aspects of it just like clicked they worked and it's like i know they don't currently toss weekend update to like mini sketches in between but they could go back to doing that and i'd be perfectly okay with it like two minute like if if it were written like if it were written jesus if it were written (laughs) that sounds like some like thing you would read in like the bible (laughs) i know (laughs) so if they decided to do some kind of cutaway within Weekend Update now, I think it would still work. I don't know what the future of Jost and Shay is. I, God, I don't even know who on current cast would take over Weekend Update. Who the fuck would take over Weekend Update? 
I, mm, I mean, I know I it's know. normally the head writers, but like the head writers right now are not like cast member writers, whereas Colin Jost kind of bounced back and forth. But like, I honestly don't know what they're going to do for the next weekend update. Okay, that is not that that is not here. That is an after conversation. Okay. Yes, Shirley Temple sketch. Okay, so right. it was Shirley Temple. Okay, I yeah. was not okay. Well, Didn't I they say that. Maybe they did. Maybe I missed it. I was stoned as fuck. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it, I, I mean, I assumed like I I context clues i assumed it was shirley temple but i was also like maybe it's knockoff shirley temple i don't know well no this was the real shirley temple who at this actual time in history i guess was like an ambassador Mm -hmm. so like Mm That, that was supposed to make it funny, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to get too many, like, good laughs from this sketch. So no. much as I, I enjoyed watching them tap dance. Um, right. I, nobody in the audience laughed for, like, the first 90% of the sketch. It was only once they started tap dancing for Morse code that people were like, oh, okay, this is funny. Ha ha, the buildup was great. But, yeah, knowing... Yes, okay. I didn't really get the time jump thing. I knew she was a UN. Um, I knew she was a representative for the United Nations. And she was, the, excuse me. I know she was an ambassador, but I was like, she wasn't a kid when she did that. She was an adult, but it was the now slash then slash, okay, yeah. Okay, that, it makes a bit more sense now that I think about it like that, and I'm honestly a little embarrassed that I didn't realize that, seeing as, you know, background and history, but whatever. Um, it I, happens. Yeah, I have. Yeah, win them all. No, I, I was just like, okay, they're going to set bombs to go off in five minutes, and then Lorraine Newman is Shirley Temple trying to, like, solve a war and there was morse code tapping and i laughed at the morse code tapping but it was all like a ploy at the end she knew her doll was in her briefcase and she wanted to like get peace it was like this whole like long con like a ploy thing i don't know yeah i didn't really understand what was happening on that level but i i just had fun watching them sing and dance and i was happy to see that it was Garrett Morris tap dancing with them. Um, he actually went to Juilliard. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they do tap dance. <laughs> I think I assume they do. I think Juilliard is kind of like all the arts, and we were. It was evidenced as last week with his opera stuff, and he's tap dancing this week. So it's clear that Garrett Morris has like a serious fucking background. And it was really just wonderful to see. Like, towards the end of the sketch, you could tell they were all just having fun. But for the first half of the sketch, it was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it was weird. It was just Lorraine Newman in this small dress. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like, until you figured out, oh, it's like, once it, once the sketch was almost over. It was like, oh, okay, this is what they were going for. But it was a slow burn. And, oh God, and the next, jeez. Gary Weiss, we still have like two more years of Gary Weiss. I, he's so hit or miss. 
fucking way. You know, I'm surprised that after Albert Brooks, Lorne would do another situation where he has a film that's done by the same fucking dude every single week. Right. And I don't know if Gary Weiss came in. I think I thought he and Albert Brooks overlapped because I know that, oh God, in the last chapter of Live from New York, Albert Brooks kind of shits on Lord Michaels. But I don't know if they like were overlapping or if Gary Weiss came in after Albert Brooks. I don't really know the timeline on that because I smoke a lot of weed and I honestly can't remember 10 episodes ago. So, you know, whatever. We did it. Cool. Um, but yeah, Gary Weiss, Jesus. It was just like he brought a camera or a film crew to Uncle Charlie's school, which was where Elliot Gould learned to like he overcame a speech impediment and learned how to dance but it was just like five minutes of Gary Weiss filming current students at this dance and singing school yeah I don't really have much to add to this no it was just like it was that was it that was literally it like yeah last and I will say okay fine like uh, yeah Anyway, it was, that was it. It was literally just that. And it was like, why? I get that, like, okay, they're going for a variety show. It's like a cultural piece. It's like a five minute piece on this little tiny school. I get it. But it just, knowing what SNL has become and knowing the direction they're going, I'm just like, oh, it doesn't fit. Like it's early digital shorts, but they're not great. It does not fit at all. They're hit or miss. I rarely, like, when they hit, they barely hit, you know? When they hit, they hit medium for me. Like, guy getting his cat stoned, toilet seat cover art. I guess, I I don't know. I just have a very dark Letterman sense of humor. Anyway. The cat stoned, that was kind of funny. Um, But yeah, the next sketch was the bees present... John Belushi and the Honeymooners, um, which was exactly what it sounds like. It was literally just the Honeymooners, but the bees. It, like the char- the cast names were the same. It was Ed and uh, Alice and, oh God, I can't remember uh, Alice and uh, it was Jackie Gleason. I don't know what the character's name was, but he always said, ah, I'm going to send you right to the moon. And that was what my parents, my father loved the honeymooners, which looking like re- looking back as, as an adult, looking at the shows my father liked, I'm like, oh, okay. That's why things happened the way they did. Like he liked really shitty male, like, Jackie Gleason. Oh, fuck. What was Jackie Gleason? Hang on. I need to know the character's name. Ralph. Yeah. It was like Ralph and Alice. And my parents, like my father, loved Ralph Cramden. And they would be like, right to the moon, kids. Like that was just like a way that we knew that you were getting them worked up. But again, really old show that my parents watched on Nick at Night. And I was like, cool. There's a B parody. Great. I had absolutely no fucking clue what this was. Yeah, it was just like a show from like the 40s and 50s. And it was about like newlyweds, but way back when. And so like my father saw it when he was a kid. And then when he was an adult, it was a comfort show. But it was basically, it was just super sexist. It was, yeah, 
I can't imagine that being a comfort show. That's so fucking funny. Dude, the 90s were so weird. So fucking weird. It was like, this was literally what my father and my mother watched for fun. And not that my mother liked it, but you know, let's just say stereotypical Italian household. And my father was very controlling. The end. Keep going. (laughs) Keep going to Leon Redbone. Right, who sang Walking Sick. Yep, and Jonathan Dorn was on tuba. And, or maybe sousaphone, I don't know. It was something that go wah, 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 you know. It was the same Whoa. thing as we saw the first time, dude with the tuba. Like, it's not exactly my thing, but all right, it's cool. You do you, you do you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, they replayed another, not only did they replay an, another sketch, but they replayed the sketch for the third time that is played this fucking season, the, the only season of the show so far. They played this one sketch three times, and it's also an ad. We already had, like, this is now, like, the third ad we've had. There's, like, ad sketch in this episode after they replayed it that ABC ad and then they had that really good vibrating vibrator whatever the hell yeah the vibrator ad was good that was fine (laughs) that was the only original damn ad like you're gonna run ads like film something new it was just a damn replay and it wasn't funny it wasn't funny the first time it was less funny the second time and the third time I'm like why the fuck am I watching this again it's just weird. The visual of them putting the people in the van. I don't like it. I don't I knew like it. was it. coming and I didn't want to see it and I still looked. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I get that, you know, they're trying to grow the audience and maybe people watching now weren't watching at the beginning. I get that. Like, I fully understand that aspect, but my God, and this is coming from someone who, you know, like discovered YouTube through the Lonely Island. So like, I I understand that, you know, back then you couldn't just be like, oh, let me go watch this clip. Like, the only way to see it was to see it on SNL again. So I understand them trying to replay and rerun and get people, get viewers that way, but I just didn't think this was that funny and didn't think it was There's got to the be replay. better. Yeah, there are better. There are better ads to replay from SNL that I know we've seen. I don't know why they don't just replay the Muppets. You know what? I wouldn't be offended if they replayed Scred getting kinky again. <laughs> I'll say it. Poor Scred. Miss him. Um, and then we had another musical performance um, by Harlan Collins and Joyce Everson. Uh, and this was, they sang Heaven Only Knows and they really fucking killed it. I'll say it. Nice. Yeah. To the point that I went to this man's like Wikipedia because I wanted to know more about him. But in the paragraph underneath the intro paragraph, it mentions that he guest starred in SNL season one. And I was like, oh shit. So he hasn't, there's not much here. <laughs> there's not much for me to work with then. <laughs> no, he was kind of, uh, it, that was kind of a highlight for him. Um, I think this is kind of a one hit wonder it to me it sounded it was very 70s and it sounded like 
30 other songs that I have on my phone currently. So like, I appreciated how well, like they, it was like their energy was good and they were killing it, but it was just like, okay, yeah, this is a one hit wonder, damn. Their energy was really good. Joyce loved her fucking singing. Yeah. It was beautiful. I liked it. I would I would have rather seen them do three things than Leon Redbone again. And I don't mind Leon Redbone's voice. I just want exposure for everyone. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and that's really all there was to the episode. We ended... Uh, I like how they're doing these fun endings. Like, yeah. they were all dressed as cowgirls and they sang Happy Trails to You. Yeah, they're taking apparently a two-month break to come back for two shows in July of 76, which we will cover, I guess, this weekend and early next week. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, for the bicentennial. Oh, my God. So, so much oh, America for us. I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> well, I was so, like, why would they come back in July 76? And then I was like, July 76? <laughs> <laughs> Like I turned into Sam Eagle. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. I, I know that my mother, okay, my mother was a child. She was young during the celebrations of 76 and she had to march in a fife and drum corps and she hated it. She said it was so bad. But Aww. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it was, they were all dressed as cowgirls, and I was like, this is odd, like, they had the whole audience singing along, and it was like, it felt like a series finale, but it was like, they're coming back, so I get that, you know, they're taking a bit of a break, which, good for them, they've done fucking 22 episodes so far, like, that doesn't happen these days, so go get some sleep, you know, enjoy yourselves, but my god. And July is just around the corner, for us, not for them, they get to chill out. What did you not like about this episode? Okay, I mm, let's see. I say I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like this episode was. I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was kind of middle of the pack, but it was just a lot of. It was odd. They were trying stuff. Yeah, they were trying stuff. I feel like it's hard for me to choose like things that I really like or really dislike in these last few episodes because everything is just kind of like on one level. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. But I guess I didn't. I was just gonna, no, I was just gonna say, I just have like a, gr- it's just like, eh, like I kind of sorted things, but like my worst, I didn't not like. It's just kind of like things I think could have been better and things I liked. So it wasn't like worst, mediocre, best this week. Well, for me, the thing that I liked the least was the Gary Rice film. Yeah, that was that was pretty rough. Um, yeah, I didn't like that. I was kind of like, eh, about the Lorraine Newman Ghana war Shirley Temple thing. I was like, well, okay, where's it like? the first 75% of it, it was like, why? What the fuck? Cool. No one's laughing. None of this is funny. It's just people performing. 
And I know it was a variety show at that point. It wasn't fully a comedy show, but whatever the fuck they were doing there was not working. So. Was not. No. Uh, I did like middle of the pack for me was Elliot Gould's monologue. Oh, I did like that a lot. Um, I was considering having that be my runner-up but i think my runner-up is star trek nice yeah my best was actually star trek i thought it was very meta it was you got to see cast members doing things or portraying roles they normally don't play i.e chevy chase throwing a tantrum and i was just I don't know. I thought the set work was great. This is like the first unique set work we've seen other than them using that house, like the, the, the blue walled house set. So it was like, all right, cool. Like they're branching out a bit. It's not great set work, but it's different. And yeah, that was, that was the highlight. It was really good. My top one was the vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good as well and I honestly don't know that didn't again it didn't make it into my rundown but it was just like bizarre and weirdly phallic but like all right you got you got this by the censors go you yeah yeah right after that nipple and we can update (laughs) which hey who doesn't love a good nipple um and we can update (laughs) but yeah so you can follow us on pretty much every major podcast platform uh please like subscribe rate and review not only do we love that but it helps us um you can let us know what you think comments concerns or not concerns corrections comments or corrections you can or if you're concerned let us know yeah if you're concerned about our well-being please check in on us i'm sure we'd love it um but yeah our gmail is satnighthighpod at gmail and we have a website (laughs) satnighthighpod.com our username is satnighthighpod on youtube reddit instagram and twitter on twitter it's spelled N-I-T-E. Also on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but until next time with, I think it's Louise Lasser, and that episode was apparently wild as fuck. Um, but yeah. Oh. Yeah, she like locked herself in the dressing room until minutes before the cold open. Like it it was like the cast members were dividing her parts amongst themselves. Like we're going to go on hostless. And then she came out and she's like, I'm ready to do the monologue. And they were like, okay, crazy. Well. Yeah, so that's next week. But until then, I'm Gilda. And I'm Steph. Happy highs. Happy highs. <laughs>